The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Another week begins. Another seven chances to make it holy. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, January 17th, 2022, Monday of the second week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the Memorial of St. Anthony of Egypt. Born in 251 at the age of 20, Anthony was so moved by the gospel message, go sell what you have and give to the poor, that he did just that with his large inheritance. Most of Anthony's life was spent in solitude, but no saint is antisocial. Anthony drew many people to himself for spiritual healing and guidance. At 54, he responded to many requests and founded a sort of monastery of scattered cells. At 60, he hoped to be a martyr in the renewed Roman persecution of 311. At 88, he was fighting the Arian heresy St. Anthony of Egypt died at the age of 105 in the year 356 A.D. St. Anthony, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh my God, I adore you and I love you with all my heart. I thank you for having created me, made me a Christian, and preserved me this night. I offer you the actions of this day, Grant that all of them may be in accordance with your holy will and for your greater glory. Protect me from sin and from all evil. Let your grace be always with me and with all my dear ones. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. I met an incredible family once that has remained in my memory ever since. It was shortly after my ordination. I spent six months in Barcelona, and there I got to know some boys in the club where I was working, And they were siblings, part of a very large family, a huge family, in in fact. Fifteen children with another three siblings who were already in heaven. So 18 in all. And I met them shortly after their father had passed away. The father of this family, whose name was Chema, he had been diagnosed with cancer, a very severe cancer, that took his life in just a matter of weeks. And it was a very uh, sudden, uh, tragic 
event for the family. And I never got to know Chema, but I feel like I did because I met his children and they were such wonderful people. And you could tell that their father was a very holy person. After his death, his brother, Miguel, wrote a book that now you can buy in stores. It's called, To My Brother Chema, The Letter I Never Got to Write You. It's a very beautiful book saying all the things that he had wanted to tell his brother before his sudden death. And at the beginning of the book, he makes a very interesting point. He says, each person's life is like an open treasure chest, large or small, square or rectangular. It's up to God to decide. They are the virtues, the means, the talents that he gives us. And my mission on earth is to fill that trunk, that treasure chest, with silver and gold coins, with precious coins. And I do so with good deeds, with work well done, with gestures of love and kindness, with my life of piety. Now I could also fill it with odds and ends, with useless things that have no value. We could say with, with junk. And this is what happens if I lead an insipid life, a boring life, if I waste time, if I don't let the talents that God has given me shine through. But I could also fill that treasure chest with real garbage and misery when I throw overboard all the opportunities that come my way, when I commit evil, when I do sin, when I bury my talents in the sand. Of course, I'm able to clean out that treasure chest of, of that junk or that garbage by going to the sacrament of penance and receiving God's forgiveness. God is responsible for cleaning it out and leaving only the coins. Now there will be a day when the trunk will be closed. And once it does, it will not be opened again. It is the day of my death, when I will render an account of the talents and gifts that I have received. And my eternity will depend in part on how full that coin box is because God gave us just the right type and size of box so that at the end of our days, it would be full of good works. And then he mentions, he refers to his brother, Chema, this, this wonderful holy father who left behind such a, a beautiful family. I think Chema's treasure chest was very big, very large. Maybe he even had more than one. And I have no doubt that he filled it with coins beyond the brim. It was overflowing. All those coins that with the grace of God, Chema received in this life, our Lord has multiplied them by I do not know how much, but surely a very high number, because God is the best of payers. So this is the image we want to pray about today, this image of the treasure chest, the treasure chest that is each one of us. Chema, this, this man, has given us an example of how to fill one's treasure chest to the brim, full of gold and silver coins, precious coins, those gifts from God. Well, what does our treasure chest look like? What dimensions does it have? probably bigger than we think, right? We tend to underestimate just how much God gives us and how much he expects from us, how much he desires from us, that he looks at us with such anticipation. And then how are we filling that chest with precious coins? Or put another way, how are we filling our wineskins with fresh wine? 
Because that's the question we are put with today in the gospel. Jesus tells the Pharisees, No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloth. If he does, its fullness pulls away the new from the old, and the tear gets worse. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the skins are ruined. Rather, new wine is poured into fresh wineskins. Well, this is a very difficult passage. On a, on a certain level, it refers to the old law and the new law. It refers to what Jesus has brought, which is new wine, and how the Pharisees have to learn to adapt, that they have to learn how to adjust their wineskins, in a sense, to receive this new law that Jesus has brought, the fulfillment of the old law. What is the wineskin? It's an odd image. Perhaps because we just, don't, we just don't know it. It's not part of our daily use. Now we use plastic and cardboard and all sorts of other things to contain liquid, to contain the things we use. But back then, it was very typical to use leather, to use animal skin. So a wineskin was an ancient container made of animal skin, usually of a goat, and it was used to transport liquids such as water, olive oil, milk, wine, butter, even cheese. And so Jesus says, Lord, you are using this image to help us to imagine something spiritual. Wineskins serve as vessels, containers for wine. And Lord, in the scripture we read that we too are earthen vessels. We are jars of clay. We are containers, just like that treasure chest. And you, Lord, you want to make use of each one of us. So on a spiritual level, this description of the wineskins, we can, we can apply to each one of our souls. Jesus, what do you want to make use of me for? Clearly, you count on me as an instrument for your grace in the world, and you make of me a recipient of grace. Both a recipient of grace, because I receive it, and then as a dispenser of grace, because I'm meant to, to be an instrument for your grace to the whole world. Just like those wineskins that receive fresh wine and then pour that wine out to many people to enjoy. Well, we want new wine in fresh wineskins, just like we want gold coins in solid treasure chests that can take a lot. If wineskin bursts, it means that it's of no, of no use. And Jesus says it has to be thrown out. Well, perhaps, Lord, looking at my own soul, my wineskin is not always in condition to receive new wine. Perhaps we are sometimes closed to God's grace. Perhaps I'm not receptive, Lord, to the gifts that you want to give me. And this happens perhaps when we're too wrapped up in ourselves, when we don't know how to recognize or thank you, Jesus, for the little gifts you're sending me all the time. Or when we think mistakenly that we can confront the challenges of our life without your help, without the help that you, Jesus, want to give us. And so we become self-absorbed on the one hand, or we become self-sufficient. Well, if we're not careful, that treasure chest will get filled with useless things, right? Our fretful and unnecessary worries, our calculations, 
our dissipations of energy, or in sinful things, when we literally refuse to accept those gold coins, that new wine of your love, Lord, and prefer instead to fill ourselves with trash or with vinegar, with sour wine, with old wine that doesn't, that doesn't please God. And so the question is, how are we letting ourselves be filled? How are we letting our heart be filled? What are we actively filling it with? We need to be receptive to God's grace. We need to know how to recognize that new wine that he's constantly sending us to receive. Now, one principal way in which we find that new wine is in the sacraments. Right? The sacraments which are the, the church's way of dispensing grace to us, the way in which Jesus reaches us tangibly through his grace. Well, are we receptive to the sacraments? Do we take advantage of them? Do we want to fill our wineskins with that fresh wine of sacramental grace? Well, let's start filling. Let's try to expand those wineskins to receive more, just as we want our treasure chest to be filled to the brim. And Our Lady is there to encourage us. Right? She tells the servants at the wedding feast at Cana, do whatever he tells you. And they fill those big gallons with water to the brim so that Jesus can perform his first miracle at Our Lady's behest. Mother Mary, help me to fill my heart, to fill my soul to the brim with the new wine of your son's love. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 17 past the hour on Daybreak. On the Memorial of St. Anthony of Egypt, January 17, 2022, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin the liturgical day joining with the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come, Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know, know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it, as was, it was in the, in the beginning, beginning, is, is now, now, and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. And hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow down down and and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction and taken heed of my soul's distress have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart. For my life is spent with sorrow, and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength, and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors, and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street 
run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me, I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord, who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyrs strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the book of Deuteronomy, Moses spoke to the people, saying, Now Israel, hear the statutes and decrees which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and may enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. In your observance of the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin upon you, You shall not add to what I command you, nor subtract from it. You have seen with your own eyes what the Lord did at Baal Peor. The Lord your God destroyed from your midst everyone that followed the Baal of Peor. But you, who clung to the Lord your God, are all alive 
today. Therefore I teach you the statutes and decrees as the Lord my God has commanded me that you may observe them in the land you are entering to occupy. Observe them carefully. For thus will you give evidence of your wisdom and intelligence to the nations who will hear of all these statutes and say, This great nation is truly a wise and intelligent people. For what great nation is there that has God so close to it as the Lord, our God, is to us whenever we call upon him? Or what great nation has statutes and decrees that are as just as this whole law which I am setting before you today? Ask now of the days of old, before your time, Ever since God created man upon the earth, ask from one end of the sky to the other, did anything so great ever happen before? Was it ever heard of? Did a people ever hear the voice of God speaking from the midst of fire as you did and live? Or did any God venture to go and take a nation for himself from the myths of another nation, by testings, by signs, and wonders, by war, with his strong arm and outstretched arm, and by great terrors, all of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. All this you were allowed to see, that you might know the Lord is God and there is no other. Out of the heavens, he let you hear his voice to discipline you. On earth, he let you see his great fire, and you heard him speaking out of the fire. For love of your fathers, he chose their descendants and personally led you out of Egypt by his great power, driving out of your way nations greater and mightier than you, so as to bring you in and to make their land your heritage, as it is today. This is why you must now know and fix in your heart that the Lord is God in the heavens above and on the earth below and that there is no other. You must keep his statutes and commandments, which I enjoin on you today, that you and your children after you may prosper, and that you may have long life on the land which the Lord your God is giving you forever. Give heed, O Israel, to the commands of the Lord, and inscribe them in your heart as in a book. And I will give you a land where milk and honey flow. Listen, my people, to my warning, O Israel, if only you would listen to me. I will give you a land where milk and honey flow. From the Life of St. Anthony by St. Athanasius, Bishop when Anthony was about 18 or 20 years old, 
His parents died, leaving him with an only sister. He cared for her as she was very young and also looked after their home. Not six months after his parents' death, as he was on his way to church for his usual visit, he began to think of how the apostles had left everything and followed the Savior, and also of those mentioned in the book of Acts who had sold their possessions and brought the apostles the money for distribution to the needy. He reflected, too, on the great hope stored up in heaven for such as these. This was all in his mind when, entering the church just as the gospel was being read, he heard the Lord's words to the rich man. If you want to be perfect, go and sell all you have and give the money to the poor. You will have riches in heaven. Then come and follow me. It seemed to Anthony that it was God who had brought the saints to his mind and that the words of the gospel had been spoken directly to him. Immediately he left the church and gave away to the villagers all the property he had inherited, about 200 acres of very beautiful and fertile land, so that it would cause no distraction to his sister and himself. He sold all his other possessions as well, giving to the poor the considerable sum of money he collected. However, to care for his sister he retained a few things. The next time he went to church, he heard the Lord say in the gospel, Do not be anxious about tomorrow. Without a moment's hesitation, he went out and gave to the poor all that he had left. He placed his sister in the care of some well-known and trustworthy virgins and arranged for her to be brought up in the convent. Then he gave himself up to the ascetic life, not far from his home. He kept careful watch over himself and practiced great austerity. He did manual work because he had heard the words, If anyone will not work, do not let him eat. He spent some of his earnings on bread, and the rest he gave to the poor. Having learned that we should always be praying, even when we are by ourselves, he prayed without ceasing. Indeed, he was so attentive, when scripture was read, that nothing escaped him, and because he retained all he heard, his memory served him in place of books. Seeing the kind of life he lived, the villagers and all the good men he knew called him the friend of God, and they loved him as both son and brother. If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor. You will be rich in heaven. Then come follow me. No one who will not renounce all his possessions can be my disciple. Then come follow me. Let us pray. O God, who brought the abbot St. Anthony to serve you by a wondrous way of life in the desert, grant, through his intercession, that, denying ourselves, we may always love you above all things. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. Anthony of Egypt, Monday, January 17th, 2022. 
I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives a very clear answer to the question, why aren't your disciples fasting? It's from the second chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, and people came and said to Jesus, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and the wine is lost. And so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh skins. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, Daily and Sunday Mass readings can be found on the Relevant Radio app. Well, we all know that the church has its share of sinners, including ourselves. Some greater sinners than others. But the church itself remains holy. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. From the very moment of its foundation, God has had in his church a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. It can be affirmed that the church of God, without ever ceasing to offer spiritual sustenance to men, engenders and forms new generations of holy men and women for Christ. Holiness in her head, Christ, is echoed in the holiness of many of her members. Holiness that comes from the exemplary exercise of human and supernatural virtues. Sanctity is heroic in those who are of flesh, but do not live according to the flesh. They live on earth, but their homeland is heaven. They love others, and others persecute them. They are calumniated, and they bless. They suffer detraction, and they honor their detractors. Their attitude is a manifestation of God's power. We could never count the number of the faithful who have lived their faith heroically. They are all in heaven, although the church has only canonized a few of them. Neither could we count here on earth the mothers who, full of faith, bring up their families generously and without thinking of themselves. The workers engaged in all types of honest occupation who sanctify their work. The students who carry out an effective apostolate and know how to go cheerfully against the current of opinion and the many sick people who with joy and peace offer up their lives at home or in hospital for their brothers and sisters in the faith. This radiant holiness of the church is sometimes obscured by the personal wretchedness of many of the men and women who comprise it. We can see, though, that just as a picture is made up of light and shade, those very infidelities and weaknesses contribute to highlight, by contrast, the sanctifying presence in the church of the Holy Spirit, who keeps her sanctity untainted in the midst of so much frailty. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. 
the divine potency of Christ's teaching, of the life that he dispensed to us when he brought us the church, has to be contained within the soul of each of us, a receptacle that should be worthy but which is defective, can fail, and let us down. If we have faith and love, we can understand that the church is holy while her members have defects, are sinners. In her, good and bad are gathered together. She is made up of a diversity of children because she brings them all forth in the faith. She does this, although through their own fault she does not manage to lead all of them to the freedom of grace by a renewal of their lives. The church herself is made up of men and women who have already reached their eternal destiny, the saints in heaven, of others who are being cleansed while waiting for their definitive reward, the holy souls in purgatory, and by those who here on earth have to struggle against their defects and evil inclinations in order to be faithful to Christ. It is not reasonable, going against both faith and justice, to judge the church by the behavior of some of her members who do not know how to respond to God's call. This is a serious and unjust deformation which pays scant attention to Christ's sacrifice, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish, Don't let us forget Our Lady, St. Joseph, and the countless martyrs and saints. Let us always keep before our eyes the holiness of her doctrine, of her worship, of the sacraments, and of the moral teaching of the Church. Let us frequently consider the Christian virtues and the works of mercy that adorn and always will adorn the lives of so many Christians. This will move us always to behave as good children of the Church to love her more and more, and to pray for those brothers and sisters of ours who are in greatest need. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread, by night, by day, as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. 
My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, and the roar of waters, your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still my Savior, and my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of our indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When When will I come come to the end of my pilgrimage and and enter enter the the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show Show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as you know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The The vaults vaults of heaven heaven ring with with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard 
yet their span extends through all the earth, their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word as the Son of Truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hand. The The vaults vaults of heaven heaven ring with with your praise, praise, O Lord. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. In the the depths depths of of his his heart, the the law law of God God is his guide. He will never lose his way. The law law of of God God is is his guide. guide. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the the depths depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. The Lord is my inheritance. He is good to those who seek him. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, 
is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is my inheritance. He is good to those who seek Him. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve Him and to be holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim Him. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you You alone are the Holy One. You desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you You alone are are the Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. Remember us, Lord, when you come to your kingdom and teach us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who brought the abbot St. Anthony to serve you by a wondrous way of life in the desert, grant through his intercession that Denying ourselves, we may always love you above all things. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.